Alright, so, alright, continue on in a series that God has started. Family, the kingdom way. Family, the kingdom way. Today is part five. Part five. Family, the kingdom way. Because there is a way that seems right to a man. Amen? So we got to make sure we're doing it the kingdom way. Alright, let's look at foundation scripture of Joshua 24 and 15. Joshua 24 and 15. Alright? Our foundation scripture. Uh, New King James Version. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods with your father serve that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. But Joshua says, but as for me and my house, we want to serve the Lord up in here, up in here, up in here. You know what I mean? So we got to make sure that we are doing that. Amen? Very, 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 very important. So that regardless of what you may see going on out there, you got to say to yourself, as for this address, we're going to be serving the Lord up in here. Amen? And, and praise God, it's not going to be by because you shook them up and down and forced them. No, 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 no. It's going to be by the love you show and the, and the teachings and the things that you do in the crib. Amen? That's going to help make Jesus enticing. Like, I want, I want what mom has. Yeah. Oh, glory to God. All right? Amen. Praise God. Let's rock and roll. So God's objective for the series is a twofold. One, to get us to a place where we want to understand that family is important to God. No matter what you may see going on in your household, just because someone else may be off doesn't mean that God doesn't love your entire family. Amen? It's not that he just loves you. He loves your entire family. And also, number two, that we do family the kingdom way and not the common way. Amen? We do family the kingdom way. You may see a lot of things going on with families going on. And look, just because we were all watching Cosby show doesn't mean that was the way it would go. It was fun. It was cool. Cosby show. I love for him. Your father knows best, dad with all of them, bring them all of them. But look, if it doesn't rise to the level of what is supposed to be in the kingdom, then we got to say, that was cool and natural, so we got to do something the kingdom way. Amen? All right, praise God. Let's rock and roll. What we understood in terms of definitions is to define some things. God defined family in this particular series is those belong to the same household. God descended. So we're not talking about sister and them that got married or whoever else or cousin them. We're talking about in your address. And those descendants from that line. Amen? So when is God talking about family? And also, it relates to kingdom. We talk about God's system, method, and way of doing things. All right? When you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are now a kingdom citizen. So that means, from that point on, we need to do things the kingdom way. Does that make sense? Because we serve the king. So we need to do and follow his instructions about what the kingdom examples and his system, method, and are in life. All right? Rock and roll. Now, in this series, God's already covered some of these pieces today, part five. We're going to be covering uh, uh, about the family, about the husband. This is the part we're on this, during this series, during this section of the series. So we talk about the wife. We're going to talk about parenting. We're going to talk about kids. We talk about siblings. And then we're going to do like a little panel discussion. Okay? All right, so this is, so we're going a little deep with regard to this family piece because we got to get things together. You gotta do things the family way. All of us, all of us, all of us, pulpit to the back door to the sidewall, all of us can grow in doing things as a family the kingdom way. Amen? Alright, so don't think, don't think you're exempt. Don't think you're exempt. Don't think my family got it all together. You're not. That's good. God wants you to grow. Amen? Alright, now, doing some review here. Alright, so there were three vital pieces we wanted to always know and remember as least in the series in general. Number one is that it's very, very important. If you think about not only this series, but in general, Number one, God is the creator and manufacturer of these roles. God is the creator and manufacturer of these roles. That helps you because 
you don't have to go to the barbershop to find out how to be a husband. That's important because it's, there's an opportunity there. But we got to go to the creator. Who is the manufacturer of this role called husband? Who created brothers and sisters? All right, that's number one. And you can reference the scriptures there. Number two, then we need to follow the manufacturer's instructions, which is the word of God. So if we're about to be implementing some of these roles, we need to understand he's a creator. He's a manufacturer of this role. He has instructions for me regarding his role, okay? And number three is where our part comes in. God's promises and your actions or not actions release present and eternal rewards. We have a role to play, okay? God's done his part, but we have a role to play. He reference 1 Timothy 4 and 8, 2 Corinthians 5 and 10. Okay? Keep it on. Now, as it relates to the family section, the broad family section in this series, we understood a couple things we learned. Uh, one was that God established the family before he established the church. God established the family before he established the church. God is sovereign. He could have done it any way he wanted. Does that make sense? But he chose by the act of his decision to establish the family before he established the church. There's some proof text there, and we also showed the, the time period as well. Also, God desires families to serve him through Jesus Christ. So, again, just because... There may be one person in your family that has already received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. That's great. That's the seed. That's the seed. And if there are other people in your house that haven't yet received Jesus, remember, he's designed for the entire family to serve the Lord and love him. And for generations. Amen? Amen? Very, very, very important. All right, number three, we understood there was some lineage of God's blessings among kings and family. Again, it's all proof text. We went through these proof text. There's a lineage of uh, blessings among king and family. He often said to your children, but not just to you, but your children's children. Amen? He wanted to make sure, and then also important, a lineage of God's blessings among kingdom families. Amen? Very, very important. So there comes some benefits, some things, some things, some things. All right? <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Got work there. All right, cool. Then we, we had some takeaways, some action takeaways. Number one, treat family as your first ministry. Treat family as your first ministry ministry. You may enjoy going to your local assembly and you should because God calls us to do that. Don't forsake the assembly of yourself. So yes, go to service. Most definitely because that's one of the ways we are continuing to learn and grow. When you are going to be the homeless or you're going to Wawa and you're ministering to people out there, you're talking to people, sharing the word of God. Yes, do that. Praise the Lord. Keep doing that. But remember... You need to start first at home. The person at the Wawa, going to service, all those are should be an outgrowth, an overflow of your ministry that you start first in the home. So treat the family as your first ministry. Now, don't get, don't get, okay, don't get wild on it now. That doesn't mean we do, we treat, because you can treat family, you can treat anything as an idol. So don't treat family as an idol. Like, we ain't, we ain't going to service, we ain't saying nothing to nobody, it's all about a that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about your first ministry, not your own. Got it? So make sure that you're engulfing. And we want to show some examples here. All right, and number two, because of that, be in faith. Be secure about the blessings over your family. So you don't have to wonder if there are blessings for your family. Be in faith for them. We already learned in the faith series, the blessings already exist. Ephesians 1 and 3. God's already blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Those blessings already exist. We understood in the faith series that we, it's our faith that's the key that releases those blessings that are in the spiritual realm 
into our natural, tangible hands. So if you have some designs for your family, be in faith about it. These are some action takeaways you got to do. And number three, along with that, pray and speak blessings over your family. Not just the ones in your household, but for your children, children, children to infinite generations. Because you want that whole line to receive those blessings. Even though you may or may not be here, just, you know, because Jesus may come tomorrow. I mean, praise the Lord. We all go up. I mean, but in, until that time, if you happen to transition, i.e. go to sleep, if you happen to go to sleep before Jesus comes, you want those words that you spoke to be seed for your children's children to infinite generations. Not just the three or four in your household, but for ongoing line. Amen? Very, very important. All right, now, what do we do? So, some examples about cheating families your first time. One, do some family Bible time. You do not have to be a pastor to have family Bible time at home. You don't. Look, look. Take time. As you are continuing to learn and grow as a Christian about time and the Word, just talk and teach what you know. If you're going to service, you're getting some, you're getting some teaching there. Go home and share that with the family. Have family time. Talk about what you've been learning. Whether it's over breakfast or uh, at night. You know, kind of thing. We would have, uh, <laughs> when the kids were young, we had the, uh, the Bible storybook. So we were, we were doing that. And so we didn't, that book was thick too. <laughs> and then when we got done, then, you know, God was uh, teaching, you know, through me, through different lessons. But oftentimes, sometimes we also were just reviewing what we had learned from service. Amen. So again, you don't have to be a pastor. Just take time and do family Bible time. Like, why? Because what you're doing is you're cultivating that environment for everyone in the household for Jesus to be attracted to them. Amen? And they're growing a lot. Also, family meal time. Talk about that. Good time together. Just kind of share, learn, you know, different uh, ways everyone's thinking about in their days. Also, family fellowship time, whether it's worshiping together. Praise the Lord. Start there. But then also games and vacations and all things you can do together as a family, that's good family ministry time because you're getting to know one another, getting to enjoy, getting to laugh, maybe getting to cry, but you're talking, you know what I mean? And through your words and actions, you may be sprinkling and showing and sharing some of God's promises. Your kids need to know that you're in faith for a new position. Don't let that be just because with you and your spouse. Let your kids know this so they can learn about what God happens, I mean, what God does. And then when they misplace a pen, uh, or their keys, or something like that, and they pray, and then they see the end result, they should be thanking God, because now they see not just the beginning of someone praying, but now they see the manifestation of that promise coming. Amen? This all, this all comes through family fellowship time. And then also family interpersonal relationship cultivation time. Spouses, put them kids aside for a sec. Yes. Have some time with your spouse. Now, talked about this before, don't just be given... Don't, don't, don't just be giving your kids to anybody. You got me? Hear from the Holy Spirit about who may be able to watch your kids. Amen? Um, but then sometimes you can, parents, you can also be creative. If you can't, if you don't have anybody in your life right now that you can trust, that's fine. So if you happen to have leave from work, leave, if you happen to have leave, while the kids are at school, maybe you and your spouse take some time. It's cultivation time. You gotta do that with your spouse. And it's the same type of thing, parents, with your kids as well. You may have more than one child. Well, spend time with all the children, but also spend time with each child. They may have a lot of similarities, but they may have some differences. So spend time with them. Be in their world. What are the things that they like to do? 
I know it's, as parents it's easy to kind of bring them on to the stuff we like to do, but get into their world. You know what I mean? Do the things they want to do. That makes sense because you're cultivating. This is all, this is all under the umbrella of doing ministry first, the pre-pandemic as first ministry. All right, let's rock and roll. Now, you uh, started last week as the grace of the husband. Husband, y'all ready? You got, you got your pen, got your screenshots ready? All right, cool, cool. All right, so we started last week. All right, so Genesis, so we're going to start with the foundations of how husbands even got created. All right, Genesis 2, 22-24. Genesis 2, 22-24, New King James Version. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam, we learn again in Hebrew, Adam is Adam, this means mankind, as we refer to Adam. That's why when Adam sinned, we all sinned. It doesn't matter what the gender was, we all sinned. Amen? So that's the piece. Adam means mankind. Alright? Said, This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man, now this version of man is, is each, talk about the male version. So females. So here's the thing. We are all man. There's a male version of man, and then there's a female version of man. You got it? We are all man, i.e. mankind. This is the male version of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And then Ephesians 5.32, New Living Translation, adds, this is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So, husbands, now ladies, let us, let me go too far. Ladies, all the single ladies, okay, so if you happen to be single currently, this section of the series, this is what you want to be believing God for, amen? So here's the thing, you have a right, you have a right to have your preferences, white, black, tall, short, whatever, that's good, and God ain't got no problem with that, you have your preferences, but cook the, place the character pieces first, and let the, let the preferences come second. Yeah, because it's, it's the character stuff that's going to last until Jesus comes. Amen? So, ladies, so, so those single ladies, this is what you want to be looking for. Like, does he have these kind of things? You start the court, all right? And for all my, my for all the queens out here that are married, this is not the time in this series to be pointing fingers. This is the time for you just like, okay, cool, I got, let me just add this to my prayer piece. Because I want to be believing God that for all God has for my husband. Amen? This isn't, this isn't to point the fingers. We just got to do this. You know? Wait, all right, all right, so let's rock and roll. Now, so, oftentimes we think we might be a good husband. Because, you know, we're home with food, the house is falling down, kids and stuff got hosed. But we got to recognize a jail will do the same thing. A jail will give you food, clothing, and shelter. So when, if that's our, if that, now I know, based on generations, a lot of our fathers wanted to make sure that was handled. And that was like their motivation. Part of it was culture because of what they couldn't do prior to that. So it's understood. But now we have to take the learning and revelation that we get from God and say we got to go to another level. That's good. We got to make sure we take care of those things. But there's more to being a husband than just those things. Amen. So we may have a definition of what we think is good, but now let's look at what God calls a good husband. Let's look at what a kingdom husband is. All right. So we just saw the one scripture. Let's let's look at some of the checks. So 
what, we, what we've been doing is adding to our checklist of how to be a good husband. Amen? So one, we just look at reference to the last scripture. We just saw, leave his father and mother. Alright, this is two and Leave, well, leave and set free. That's both physically and from a dependent perspective. Now, I know sometimes things may happen with kids and they may be some transition and those things. Totally get that. But as a heart and a lifestyle, we talk about physically leaving and a dependency. Alright, so we got to make sure we're doing that. Because we just talk about this is the one checklist part. Then there's a law of priority. That says, you, after God, marriage is top priority. Marriage is top priority. So, yes, you got kids, job, work, hobbies, all those things are cool. And make sure you're doing those and making sure you're loving your kids without a doubt. But from the priority perspective, after God, your wife comes first. Period. Where that plays out is you gotta make sure the, the kids aren't unintentionally dividing, causing strife, unintentional. Because you know, they may, most of them are not intentional. They're not trying to do that. But what that says is if you're working 10 million hours of overtime and it seems good, your wife may say, I need your time. The money is cool, but I need your time. That means you got to cut them hours of overtime. Because your wife is top priority. That, that, that's what words is. Okay. All right, next. Be joy to your wife. I mean, it's playing, make sure we're always pursuing our lives. Yes, as guys, we like to, you know, we can be competitive, and once we've gotten a goal, we like, yeah. But your wife, she's in ever pursuit as long as you're on the side of life. So that means make sure you're always pursuing her, right? always pursuing her heart, always seeking after her. All right? All right? Also, shall become one flesh. This is both instantaneously because we have a supernatural covenant version with God when we uh, get married, there's a supernatural covering, so there's instantaneous. But then also the becoming one flesh is over time as well. Does that make sense? So over time, you the things you do, you should be doing together. So what are some examples of that, Pastor? Well, so that, that means is, if let's go back to the kids. If the kids should see y'all as one in y'all decision making. If you need to take time, say, hey, the mom and I talk about that. It's one thing that Jamie and I often said. And mom and I talk about that, we'll get back to you. Because there's an opportunity for division unintentionally there. Also, uh-oh, coming down your coming down your street. But finance. Becoming one flesh doesn't mean we do things separately as it relates to finances. So try to grow and get to a point where you're putting your money together because you're becoming one. You may have your you may have your spending, but that that be based on what the two of you decided as your budget. Does that make sense? Get to the, uh, you know, it's no, so it's no combination if you're not like that. But look at that. This is one of the laws. God wants to become one flesh. Everyone should know. You and your spouse should know what's in your accounts. You're doing things together as one. Amen. Uh, it's an opportunity for growth. Everybody say growth. Growth. There we go. All right, cool. Let's look at another one for us. Ephesians 5, 21, 22, and 25. New Living Translation. And further, submit to one another out of reverence of Christ. 
Oftentimes we hear the scripture, Ephesians 5 and 22, and it speaks to the woman submitted to the husband. And that is been pretty accurate, period. No explanation, I mean, no, uh, no excuse for that. But verse 21 says, we got to mutually submit. So both husbands and wives, we submit. Verse 22 then talks about how the wife is to submit. And then verse 25 shows how the husband is to submit. So husbands, we can't hang our hat on the whole verse 22 and forget about verse 25 and 21. So we, there's a mutual submission. Does that make sense? All right, so thus, you ready, husband? So let's talk, let's share how we are to submit. All right, let's rock and roll. Ephesians 5, 25 through 30, Amplified Classic. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with, with the word, that he might present to the church himself in glorious splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such things that she might be holy and faultless. Even so, husbands should love their wives as being, in a sense, their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no man ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and carefully protects and cherishes it. It's called the wife. As Christ does the church, because we are members part of his body. And you go to verse 33, lower down. Uh, however, let each man of you, without exception, Love his wife, being in a sense, his very own self. There's a number of pieces we're about to go add to our checklist here for husbands because these are the pieces about how we are to submit. And all we're doing is adding to that checklist of things we want to do to become a kingdom husband. Not just a good husband based on so-and-so standards, a kingdom husband, amen? So, add to that checklist, love your wife just as Christ also loved the church. We see that, right? you reference those scriptures there. If you think about how much Jesus loves the, the local assembly and the body of Christ in particular, that's how we got to love. There's a whole bunch of things we do with the body of Christ that probably ain't Jesus didn't probably smile, but he's loving us. I was in love covers the multitude of sin. Amen? Amen? All right? All right. Also, give yourself for her. This is something else. This is how we're submitting. Give ourselves for her. Uh, 25. So giving yourself, we talked about this last week, giving yourself is not, husbands, is not conditioned on our wives' behavior, attitude, or whether we engage in sex or not. Now, let's be clear, because we're going to talk about this other scripture with regards to our wives in our own. We're going to get to that point. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know what I mean? We ain't talking well, we ain't talking about, you know, withholding. Nah, 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 because that ain't doing. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. But right now, we just talk about our giving ourselves for our queens isn't conditional on any of the things that they do or don't do. We talk about kingdom. Eternal rewards is God's looking at you to determine what things you did, good or bad, in the body. And this is after receiving Jesus. So it's not conditioned on our wise behavior or things they may or may not do. And they, they got their own stuff. Yeah, they got their own checklist. Good things when we cover in that. <laughs> but, but as you see, our checklist is wrong. We ain't got title to the left or right. We're trying to hear well done yeah. just in the area of being a husband. That's a whole different area of, of being a good worker. So husband, we got a lot to take care of. Amen? So make sure we giving ourselves for her. Uh-oh. So what, is, what does that mean, Jeremiah? Oh, my God. When you sat down... 
as you children, you got ESPN on, you about to watch the Eagles roll over, or San Fran, depending on Because I said Jeremiah, right? So, but you know, you chilling, you got your plate, you ready to just relax. Oh, that last piece of chicken, Ooh, and that last doing, and that last, that last piece of cake. Right. Yeah. And, and husbands, and even though you may have already asked your wife, hey sweetie, you want you want any you want anything? No, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Husband, what happened? Soon as you sit down. Soon as you sit down. Can I get a piece of that? Uh, in your mind, you're like, what is that <laughs> If you want it, Because I was ready to get it for you. I was ready to make your plate for you snack. And my queen said, it's a thing on your plate. <laughs> <laughs> but even though that may be the last slice of cake, giving ourselves more says, I'm trying to make her life better. I gotta give it to you. To give it yourself only comes into play when you don't want to do something. Because it's easy to do it when you want to do it. It's that, it's that moment at 3.03 on a Sunday, you ready to watch the game. That's the time you're like, I'm trying to hear, well done. Here you go, sweetie. So we got to make sure we're doing it. You know what I mean? All right, so also sanctify her. We got to set her apart and our heart is special. So whatever the Holy Spirit is telling you to do, I'll give you an example. Um, so I purpose in my heart that anytime a good thing calls or text messages, if I'm a bail, if I'm not if I'm near my phone, I'm going to respond. So, meaning, if I'm at work and I'm about to be in a work meeting, I'll tell my colleagues, hey, what is back when I was going in? <laughs> oh, Jesus, how is Lord? But when I was going into the office, amen, um, I would have a meeting in my office or whatever. And I have this, the phone ring, I have to see on the, the screen that it was her. I would tell my colleagues, hey, hold on one second. I get the phone, and I'll, I'll say, hey, hey, sweetie, I'm, I'm actually in a meeting. Is everything cool? Yep, cool, boom. And I hang up. So that's what Holy Spirit put on my heart to do to help sanctify her, and my heart is special. That means she's always going to get my attention. She's always going to get me answering that phone call. And I'm talking about the times when, when you may have just had a disagreement. Ten minutes ago over the phone. Everybody in the been there? You ever, ever had a disagreement with your spouse over the phone? Am I passing the only one? I'm sorry. Passing the only one. Okay. So, and you get that, you get that call back. And it's a temptation like, that's about that moment too. Anyway? All right, cool, cool. All right. Because with the watching of the word by the word, make sure your husband you uh, speaking word to your, to your wife. Amen? Nourish her, nurture her with the word, bring her to love and maturity. All right. So, husbands, God put a scripture on your heart. Make sure you share it with her. It doesn't have to be you're going through something. Just what you're doing is you're, you're washing with the water of the word because you're doing the word. Amen. Also, cherish her, treat her with tender warmth and love. Okay. All right. Love your wife as you love your own body. You love yourself. You make sure everything is cool. Make sure you're loving your wife the same exact way. Okay. Now let's continue to add to this checklist. Good job. That's what we got. We on the husband's here. We digging in. We digging in. 1 Peter 3, 7 through 8, Amplified. In the same way, you husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, with great gentleness and tact, and with an intelligent regard for the marriage relationship, 
as with someone physically weaker since she is a woman. Show her honor and respect as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers, is it come with a benefit, so that your prayers will not be hindered or ineffective. Finally, all of you be like-minded, united in the spirit, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, courteous, and compassionate toward each other as members of the household and humble in spirit. So, brothers, what we do, we add to our list. So, we gotta learn everything about our wives. Dwell with them according to knowledge. If you know there are areas that irritate her, let's not get that button. Because if nothing else, whether you disagree or not, if nothing else, we're charged to do that. So we're told to learn everything about her for a reason. You don't want to learn and act like you don't want Does that make sense? Honor and respect your wife. That's God's daughter. She's chosen to receive Jesus, or well, even if she hasn't yet, but um, if she's chosen to receive Jesus, the Lord and Savior, she's God's daughter. So you got to make sure we honor and respect her. Got it? And also have compassion. Okay? First Peter 3 and 8. Let's rock and roll, rock and roll. All right, keep going to something today. First Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, New Living Translation. Now, since we're called to love our wives as Christ loved the church, let's look at some of the attributes that the Bible is saying that define love. Because we got to love them as Christ loved the church. So what is this love thing about? All right. Love is the... Now, here's the thing, fellas. As we go through this scripture, God wants you to think only about your wife. As we go through these attributes, not to me, but within yourself, you got to say, am I doing this one? And if not, I need to do it. Or I might need to grow and be more consistent. Got it? So think about your wife as we go through this. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice or rejoices but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Never loses faith. Is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. So we gotta ask ourselves, fellas, if you're married, and if you're trying to be married, but in particular if you're married right now, you gotta ask yourself, am I doing each one of those attributes? And if so, great, praise God, keep doing it. But if there's areas where you're doing some and not others, we gotta say, because we're being held accountable for each one of those. It's not like we're being held accountable for patients and not being held accountable for kind. What we doing? We add to our checklist. You ready, husband? Make sure you're doing your screenshots because you're going to be held accountable for this. Make sure you're doing your screenshot and your checklist. All right? So, some things we see. We saw love is patient. We saw that it's kind. So these are things we got to make sure we're doing. We add to our checklist of things we got to do as husbands. All right? Boastful, not boastful, not proud, not rude, not demanding his own way, not irritable. When she approaches you, that kind of stuff. This, this is our checklist. As you see, it's getting kind of long. Because we try to be what? A kingdom husband. <coughs> All right, we dig it, we dig it, we dig it. All right? Keeps no record of being wrong. That means you got to make sure, as believers, we're called to walk in forgiveness as a lifestyle. But in particular, if we say we love our wives, in particular, as Christ loved the church, 
doesn't Jesus when we oh Lord God. When we after we receive Jesus our Lord and Savior, first John 1 9, when we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That's for the believers. So for Jesus from the West, he cast out the sins. So we can't be walking around remembering the stuff that our wives did. Keep no record there wrong. Because he said we love him, right? He's not rejoicing about injustice. Rejoices whenever truth wins out. Never gives up. He said, never loses faith. Never gives up. Look. If you've ever been married and may have, through whatever circumstances, have gotten a divorce. Don't let this be condemnation. It's an opportunity for growth. Everyone can learn from things they did and didn't do. It may or may not have been you, it may or may not have been it's, it, If there's a divorce, it, both of you were involved. And even though one may have wanted it more than the other, look, that's still, that can be covered in the blood and forgives like everything else. God can forgive, it's all good, move forward. But when you do move forward, make sure for husbands that you're doing these pieces. Because it may not, it, there may or not have been, there may not have been some of the things you may have known or may not have been doing. We all, we all, all we all got a backstory. We all got a backstory and also we messed up. Okay? So it's all good. But one of the things you want to take from that is I'm not going to make a past divorce a lifestyle in my mind, my thinking. That now when things go on, I'm going to just give up. It's not shade, it's an opportunity for learn, learning and growth. Does that make sense? All right. Always hope. Endures through every circumstance. That means there might be some circumstances. Alright? Alright, cool. Alright, now. In our last rotation here. First period three, three and nine, do the translation and eleven B under the King James Version. This is for all believers. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do, and he will grant you his blessing. Now, let it be adds, let him seek peace and pursue it. All right? So add to the list, and this is the last slide right here. So, husbands, we got to make sure. Sometimes you might be in a disagreement with your, with your wife. And this goes to a whole marriage series that they would not do. If your wife says something in a moment, and this is about understanding women, and this is not an excuse, it's about this understanding. If they say something in a moment, that does not mean that's what they think of you overall. Because Women can sometimes be led with their emotions. And that's not a critique, because men can be logical and sometimes they can be too logical. But sometimes when women are led by emotions, sometimes things may come out that they don't mean about who you are overall. Now, it doesn't mean they don't, they, they gotta grow and all that. But in terms of you, husband, we gotta make sure that we don't retaliate. Because it's easy to come back. Who are you talking about? (laughs) 
Bible says we got to pay them back with a blessing. So we got to always stand in a position with our queens to be ready to give them back a blessing, even though they may unintentionally say something that they don't mean. We spoke, we talk about us. They got their own growth they got to do. And not, you know, not just being real, all that stuff. But I'm talking, we talk about us right now. One thing we got to make sure we're doing is we got, hey, sweet out money. Let's, let's talk about living. I, I understand. Let's talk about living. You may not agree, but I understand. Let's, let's, let's talk about living. I love you. I just want to let you know I love you. You're making a stink for That's for that. Now, your flesh is going to want to cry out. Come on, husband. Your flesh is going to be like, oh, I knew she did me. Oh, man. she And I think she just did last week. And I... But we got to be a kingdom husband. We got to make sure we're doing what the word says and not what our flesh wants to react and do. All right? You reference 1 Peter 3 and 9. We just saw it. And uh-oh, here's another one. We're going to end with this one. Seek peace and pursue it. Woo! And this, this one comes into play. You know what I mean? Ron, this one comes into play right when you just had a disagreement. And you're taking time, you listen to the Holy Spirit. You may or may not be in the same room, even the goal is to be in the same room. And the Holy Spirit tells you, seek peace and pursue it. And in your, in everything in you is like, she started this thing. She's the one that said X, Y, and Z. But we're charged. This is for all believers. They got the role play too. But the Holy Spirit speaking to you like, you gotta seek peace and pursue it. That's the moment. Again, it's easy when everything's all peaceful when y'all at Disneyland. Both the figurative Disneyland and the literal Disneyland. Y'all know what I mean by the figurative, right? <laughs> but this is that moment when things aren't feeling nice in that moment. You gotta do that piece. So husbands, as you saw, we, we got one more section for the husbands. Coming up next week. But if you see, we, we got a nice long list. We ain't got time to be focused on what they doing or not doing. Amen? Because what we're talking about, we're trying to be a kingdom husband. Because we want to hear, well done. I good in the table serving. Just in the area of being a husband. Amen? Give God some glory. Amen. God, God is awesome. God is awesome. We got to make sure we are husbands that we're doing this, and wives, make sure you support us. Make sure you, in prayer, being in agreement, in praying, you want, the, you, you, want your, you want your husband to be growing and doing these things, amen? And so when you go into prayer, be sincere about it. Be sincere about the vision that's on your heart for your husband. You're learning some of these things, wives. Make sure you be in agreement that put, put him connected with God and growing and doing these things. He may be doing some of these things, and he may be doing all of them, but then it's growing, an opportunity to grow, and then you want to Pray that he's growing his uh <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. We gotta make sure we are growing and doing this. Alright? So so ladies keep him in prayer. Alright? Alright, good stuff. Uh, and make sure also that you're sharing these make sure also that you're sharing these notes with people. It's one thing for us to get it, but make sure we advance this king to share with your cousin, share with so and so. 
somebody you may be that you may know that's going through something. Or they may not be. You may have a you may have some friends that have got it. At face value, you've got great marriage going on, praise the Lord. And this is not for everybody, this this is for everybody. Whether your marriage is in your mind great or you got challenges, because we all can continue to grow. But share it with people. Amen. 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 All hearts and minds clear.